Um, how are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, is it ever tell you guys that you look good from up here? I don't know if you know that, but you guys just being like better looking and better looking. You guys working out? Yeah, me either. <laughs> Hurt my shoulder a couple weeks ago. Been pretty stationary. <laughs> it's not the best. Anyways, um, sweet. Yeah, so tonight I have like the awesome privilege of speaking about prayer, which is really fun for me. But I thought I would start with telling you like we call them like a praise report, right? That just means like a prayer that's been answered. Um, so do you guys remember last uh, last time I spoke, I talked about how he like shredded my eardrum? Does anybody remember that? Yeah, some of you are like, yeah, you wouldn't stop complaining about it. <laughs> I remember every moment. Um, uh, yeah, so what happened was I was on this bit, something called a blob this summer, right? You, some of you remember, some of you weren't here. And I got, it's like a big pillow that you put on a lake, and it's inflated, and no one should ever touch it, okay? It's just, it's evil, so let's not even go there. But I sat on it and decided I want Jared, wanted Jared Tucker to blob me. <laughs> like, not just blob me, though, but, like, blob me into the future, I think. <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> rocketing into a different dimension. Anyways, fell on my face in the water, and the water's, like, pours from my eardrum. You guys know the story, right? Well, then I went to the doctor, all that stuff, and they were like, we're going to wait two months. And just see what happens. And I was like, that's a good plan. I also like to not deal with my problems. <laughs> like, it's perfect. <laughs> that's solid. Like, that's my, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, and then when I spoke, it was like halfway in between that two-month period. So I still, like, couldn't shower really, like, get water in there. So it was still an awkward time, right? Well, I went back, and guess what? I had, like, everyone and their mom praying for me and also my mom praying for me. And I went back, and she, like, tested my eardrum. It took all of, like, three seconds. She was like, Put, she like put air in it or something. She was like, "Yep, yep, you're healed. You're good. See ya." And I was like, "What?" So like after all this time, that's all you have to do. She's like, "Yep, here's uh your eardrums back and uh, it's healed." And I was like, "Praise Jesus!" And then she's like, "But I do recommend getting a hearing test." And I was like, "Wait, why?" She's like, "Well, you know, because you had a hole in your ear." I was like, "Okay." So I got a hearing test, and I was like very nervous. I was like crying. I'm not even ashamed to say it. I was crying. I was like, <laughs> "I can't have hearing loss. I'm a musician." Right? Like, I was being so dramatic. And then I uh, went and, uh, had again, had a bunch of people praying for me. Because I was like, I, I can't lose my hearing. And uh, and the lady tested my hearing. And she told me when I walked out, she was like, well, the good news is, is that your left ear is only slightly less immaculately perfect as your right ear. And I was like, oh, praise Jesus. I was like, for one, it's okay. And two, I have good hearing. I was like, praise God. That's like a double whammy. It's a twofer. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, in case, you guys in case you guys cared, God answers prayer. And uh, I just wanted to give you an update on that so you're not still wondering, like, does she have a big hole in her ear? Can she hear? And is, you know, anything other than, ah? Because pretty much when I spoke to you last time, I was like, that was it. It's kind of all I was hearing, so. But isn't it awesome that that uh, we have, like, such a diverse group of people in this room? Like, some of us in this room have been serving Jesus for, like, 20 years. Some have been serving Jesus for, like, 20 weeks. Some of us decided to serve Jesus yesterday, I think, you know, just, like, depending on who's here tonight. And I think that probably some of us in this room are not, like, quite sure who Jesus is or what this, like, whole Christianity thing is about. And that's, like, totally okay because we're going to talk about it tonight, and it's going to be awesome, right? How When I say cool, you say whip. Ready? Cool? Ooh, that's good. That's good for me. My friend used to do that all the time, and I always, like, wanted that power. Tonight I got it. I'm crazy. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, but the cool thing is, is, like, if you ask anyone who's 
like been a, a Christian or been following Jesus for any amount of time, they would tell you um, that prayer is really important. And not just important, like prayer makes our life like so rich and so beautiful and so full, but it's also so necessary. Am I right? Those of you who have been serving Jesus for a minute, they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd be dead without it. I honestly think I would because my mom has seven kids, and I'm the youngest, and we did a lot of just bad crap that, like, I'm just really thankful that my mom prayed because I think that's the reason that we're alive today. Right, Quentin? Oh, yeah. Fireworks. Four-wheelers. <laughs> boating accidents. <laughs> oh, man. Love you, bro. That's my brother, by the way, in case you're wondering. Some people think we're married, so I like to clear that up right away. <laughs> Super not married and he's single, in case you're wondering. Oh, yeah. Let's give Quentin a round of applause, everybody. <laughs> Look at that beard, though, right? Um, yeah, so I could tell you all about tonight what I think about prayer, but I think it would be awesome if we looked in the scripture and see what Jesus said about prayer. Because that's going to be way better, honestly, because he's Jesus, and I'm not. Um, so, yeah, today we're going to be in Luke 11, so you guys can go ahead and flip there. Uh, if you have your Bibles, if not, it's going to be on the screen, so that's totally cool. Um, so where we're jumping into the Bible right now, Jesus has been um, he's been traveling a lot. He has 12 disciples who are following him everywhere. There's these 12 guys who are, like, who are learning from him, who are his best friends, right? Well, he's been traveling from town to town. He's been healing people. He's been, like, casting out demons. He's been doing, like, this crazy stuff. And he's been living a pretty full, pretty busy life. And so where we come in in this story is in is Luke 11, verse 1. It says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place, period. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples to pray. So Jesus is the son of God, right? He is God, but Jesus still found it necessary to go and be with God. And so it made me think, just like my minimal powers of deduction, I was like, if Jesus needs to spend time with the Father, I wonder, I probably need to spend time with the Father. Like, how much more so, right? And I think as we read through this, we're going to read this story together. It's really awesome. I want us to think about the things that Jesus wants to teach us about prayer in here. Is that cool? No, it's whip. Thank you. There we go. Cool. That's it. You guys got it. You guys are great. Yeah, sometimes we say if something is like, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us, right? But I like to think more so, um, like, if Jesus needed to spend time with his father, then we need to do it. If he needed encouragement and he needed strength and he needed wisdom and knowledge, how much more so do we need it, right? So let's continue on. And uh, let's see verse 2. He said, he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation, right? It's really, really cool because what Jesus is saying here was not, this is the prayer that you guys repeat forever. Like, repeat it 20 times and, and your toenail will be healed, right? Like, repeat this 20 times and you'll have, like, spiritual blessings. But what he was doing is he was teaching us, teaching his disciples how to pray, right? It's really beautiful. And what he was saying wasn't you repeat these things a certain amount of times, but he's actually like showing them how to have a conversation with their father. Because they've seen him do it like a bunch of times. It wasn't the only time in scripture that Jesus took time to go and be alone. In fact, he did it really often. He, it says he like walked a little bit further into like a solitary place and he spent time with, with his father. 
And so what he was teaching him was how to pray. And that's our first point up there. I forgot to put it this one up there. <laughs> so it's not repetition, but it's conversation, right? It was a starting point for them to learn how to talk with someone they couldn't see, and they probably didn't feel worthy to approach. But they saw Jesus do it so many times that they wanted to know how. They wanted to be close to the Father, just like Jesus was close to the Father, right? But I think this, like, way of conversing with the Lord, right, thinking about prayer as a conversation is not always the way that we think of it. I think sometimes we approach it as, like, a wish list, right? We're like, we're like, Jesus, we're like, Jesus, hmm, if you love me, Dear Father in heaven, if you love me, would you please give me 300 likes on this Instagram post? And would you help that cute boy at Kyle to talk to me? Amen. Okay, thanks. Bye. We just let go. And we're like, oh, these are the things I want. I know God is powerful. He can accomplish them. So help me to get 300 likes on the Instagram post. I don't even have 300 people on Instagram. And then that doesn't happen, and we're like, Jesus must not love me because I did not get 300 likes on the Instagram post. And then that, like, cute boy talk doesn't talk to you, and it's like he talks to someone else. You're like, Jesus will not really love me. And I'm over here like, he died for you, son. <laughs> and you don't want to talk to that boy. Trust me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, cringe. <laughs> Olivia knows the rest. Yeah, just come ask me. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but can we redirect that? Can, can prayer become a conversation instead of a wish list? Like, God's not like our... Or like cosmic slot machine, right? Not just like, here's what I want. Ooh, all cherries or whatever. I don't know really how to gamble. <laughs> Is that how you gamble? I don't know. <laughs> Sunshines or like question marks, dollar signs, stuff like that. Yeah, but if we want to have a conversation with them, we kind of have to like have tools to have a conversation, right? You have conversations with your friends. Um, and that's like normal, normal conversation. Type stuff. But sometimes when we talk to the Lord, it feels like, what do I do? Do I speak first? Do you speak first? Like, am I supposed to listen to worship music first? Like, how does this happen? But I think we have to have necessary tools to just have a conversation, right? We have to be able to listen. We have to be able to speak. Sometimes we have to be able to stop speaking so we can actually listen, which is difficult for some of us, me included. We have to ask questions to learn, to be open, to be thoughtful, right, to be intentional. And we have to be willing to understand. And this is a hard one. We have to be willing to change. Conversation with the Lord oftentimes leads to like redirecting, which sometimes leads to change. That's not always easiest for us to hear. But if we're willing, it can be really powerful. But think about it like this like sometimes we uh we come to know the Lord, right? And it's this like beautiful moment. Like just imagine, like think back to the time that you like gave your heart to the Lord. And some of you you were probably like four. Some of you, again, like it could have been yesterday. But uh we do this thing where we're like, Jesus, I love you. Like, come to my heart. I, I want to, like, forgive me of my sins. Like, I want to be your, I want you to be my best friend forever. Yes. This is awesome. Right? And then we're just like, okay, cool. That was cool. We just, like, walk away. But imagine if we had, like, a best friend that, like, was with us. Oh, wait, Shana, why don't you come here really quick? Here are my sermon illustration. I didn't even tell you. Look at this. Give it up for Shana. Anyone would, have been, would want to be Shana's best friend, trust me. She's incredible. But imagine, so say that me and Shana are best friends, which is, like, not far from the truth, because I love this girl. Um, and uh, we do everything together. We do life together. Um, 
like, we're together all the time. Say, like, eating, sleeping, going to the bathroom. We're not actually, but just say that, right? Um, the only thing, though, is that I never actually ever speak to her. So it's, like, cool, right? We're just, like, doing life. And I'm like, oh, man, life is really hard. I just had my, like, you know, my 15th failed relationship. This really sucks. And I'm like, oh, man, I, like, broke my ankle, and it's painful all the time. Like, oh, man, I have so much student loans, and I feel like I'm drowning. <laughs> right? But, like, I never actually, like, say these things out loud until I'm, like, crying myself to sleep at night. Right? But I never actually, like, converse with Shayna. That would be so cringy awkward, would it not? If your best friend was with you always, but you never actually spoke to them, and you met them once at a Kai Alpha like a year ago, you're like, this is going to be the best. But then you never talk to them? How weird would that be? That'd be weird, right? It'd be super weird. <laughs> never mind. A lot of <laughs> thoughts are coming to mind, but I probably shouldn't say them all. <laughs> but but I think sometimes we keep we treat God like that. We treat the Holy Spirit inside of us like that. Like, he's our best friend that's, like, walking everywhere with us. And we're like, this is great. But then we never say anything. And then we're, like, complaining. We're like, man, I really wish I had an answer to why I can't seem to get on top of my, like, anxiety or my depression or my student loans or whatever, this 15th failed relationship, like, whatever it is, right? And, like, all the time, Shane is over here, a.k.a. the Holy Spirit, and he's like, hey, hey, Olivia, like, I know you, and guess what? I have all the answers, all of them, and I'm here, and I want to give you wisdom, but then Olivia over here is like, oh, hey, hey, you are still here. And he's like, come to me. I want to help you get over this, right? And I'm like, ooh. See, I would. But I think that would require me to, like, change some of my actions. It would require me to maybe, like, oh, I'm going to say it. I think I'm going to say it. I wasn't sure I was. It's going to require me, like, get off Tinder and stop having, like, all these, like, failed relationships because I'm not looking for healthy people in a healthy place and required me to like make some real life change and I'm not sure I really want that but the Holy Spirit is with us all the time to help us do those things if we are only willing sorry I'm shaking you like you're a rag doll right now look at the raw <laughs> you can go sit down and I love you but the Holy Spirit yeah give it up for her the Holy Spirit is with us all those all the time to help us make like wise life decisions but we have to have a conversation with them and what is that called Oh, prayer. It's a beautiful thing, right? Hmm. So we're going to keep reading the word of God because I think he has more to tell us. We start in verse 5. It says, Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked. I'm watching Netflix. And my children are, are with me in bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I tell you, though, I tell you, though he will not get up and give him bread because he is a friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. I think that Jesus wants us to pray really expectantly. I think he wants us to pray boldly. 
And I think he really does. He wants us to ask him for things. The thing, though, is I think sometimes we have to take a look at our hearts and ask, like, are, are our hearts aligned with what Jesus wants, right? Because before in the prayer, Jesus teaching his disciples, he says, Father, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come. You know what that means? That means your will be done and not my own. And sometimes I think maybe we've been praying for things for a while and we're like, I'm just not seeing it happen. Maybe it's time to, like, take just one step back and say, like, Lord, is, is your will my will? Are we, like, aligned? Am I praying for what you want to see happen and not just what I want to see happen? Am I praying for healthy things? Sometimes we have to let him realign our hearts. And the other thing, though, I think is that sometimes we're, we've been praying for things, maybe, and we've been praying boldly and expectantly, but we haven't seen them happen yet. And for an example, my, uh, my oldest brother doesn't know the Lord, and I've been praying for him for a really long time. And the truth is that I actually, I know it's God's will that, that my oldest brother would know Jesus. I know it's his will. And so I, I don't think that I need to, like, realign my heart in that. But what I, I think is that the conversation isn't over yet. Like, I've been praying for him for a long time, but I feel like the Lord is saying, like, the conversation's not over. Like, he doesn't know you yet, but keep praying. We have a saying in Chi Alpha, and that it's prayer is not preparation for the battle, but it is the battle. And I don't know, like, I've watched you know, like Lord of the Rings, and I've watched, was that Saving Private Ryan? Or some other war movie, I've probably watched it. Gladiator, I don't know. And most battles that I know of don't last like six seconds. And sometimes I think we treat it like that though, we're just like, Lord, please let him know you, amen. And that's not bad, right? That's not bad. But if the battle doesn't last more than six seconds, then I'm just, I'm gonna keep praying for as long as it takes, right? And that might not mean I pray for like 12 hours a day for the same thing, but um, I'm like continuing to, to pray because I'm like doing battle on behalf of that person. Does that make sense? Maybe we need to realign our hearts or maybe the conversation isn't over, which is a beautiful thing because it means we get to keep praying for people. Let's go back to the word of God. Are you ready? Let's do it. In verse 11, it says, Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? <laughs> so, ouch. That would be terrible. You're like, Dad, can I have an egg? And he's like, here's a scorpion. <laughs> like, throws it on you? <laughs> I, like, never actually thought about that while I was preparing. That's so funny. That's, like, a terrible dad joke. It's like, scorpion attack. Oh, it's poisonous. Hope we don't die. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to restart that. Mm. Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. That's so funny. It says, <laughs> it says, if you then, though you are evil, bold, uh, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Man. So he wants to teach us how to pray. He wants us to pray expectantly. I also think he wants us to go deeper. He wants us to know him more. And if he's willing to, to pour out his Holy Spirit on us, I'm, like, willing to receive. You know what I'm saying? I need a supernatural God, and I actually need everything that he has for me. I will unashamedly say that. Like, I need him so much. So he wants us to go deeper, right? But I think that sometimes we think of, uh, we hear the word deeper. It's like, do you want to go deeper with Jesus? And we're like, what are you saying? Like, if you don't know that terminology, you'd be like, are we scuba diving? Like, I'm so confused. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if we want to go into that ocean, right? Um, but really what it means 
He says, do you want to know him more? And by knowing him, do you want to be transformed? Because that's like the byproduct of knowing him who lives inside of us is that we're transformed into his likeness. We're like whoever we follow. Let's be real. We know that, right? There are probably some people on Instagram that I don't really want to be like, but I follow them. And I'm probably going to go look at that later because <laughs> I just thought of a correlation. <laughs> yeah. The things, um, yeah, when, when he begins to transform us, the things that used to define us begin to fall away. And when we spend time with the Lord in prayer, the things that we thought were personality traits that we would never be free from, we begin to submit to his authority. But I think that all of this, like, happens through conversation. And I don't know if that was, I think that was for someone tonight. I just, as I was praying, I just felt like maybe there's someone you've been, like, confused about your reactions to things. And maybe you've been reacting either, like, explosively or just, like, inwardly explosively, if that makes sense. Where um, there's, like, quick to anger or things like that. And you've been wanting to change. And you're like, Lord, I don't know how to change. I really believe that that can start with a conversation with him. And the Lord really can hit the reset button on not just our actions, but our reactions. And it's really beautiful. And uh, the Lord says the fruit of the spirit, are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control, right? And it says that his, his kindness is what brings us to repentance. So the Lord is kind, and he can reinstill some things that maybe you feel like you've lost. So if that was for you tonight, I just wanted to say that. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, but he wants us to go deeper. Uh, this last weekend, no, two weekends ago, I went camping with Brisa and Natalie and Caitlin. Caitlin, are you here? That's okay. I just want to give you a shout out. You're great. She's not even here. I'm saying that. Um, and so we walked out into the, the woods for like a mile, right? Like carrying a bunch of wood. And it was after encounter, the day after encounter. I was like pretty tired, to be honest, after that, that after party, that comedy after party. Took a lot out of me. Um, so we're like trudging this thing into the wood into the woods, and we get to the cabin, and it's, like, so cute, and it's, like, beautiful out, and there's, like, a wood stove in there, and uh, Cade came with us, which is Aaron's dog, and he's great, so he was, like, leading the way, and he was running back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was awesome, and, uh, yep, so we get there. We, like, start to build a fire, and we feel, we feel very good because it's, like, four women in a cabin. We, like, built our own fire, and we, like, did all this stuff, went hiking, and uh, so, like, so that night, we're, like, getting ready. It's, like, 9 o'clock. We're, like, out almost. We're, like, getting ready for bed. And I have this thing where if I'm not in my own bed, I'm most likely not sleeping. I don't know. It's been here for, like, two years. You guys can pray for me. And so um, everyone's, like, trying to sleep. And I just, like, shoved a bunch of wood into the to the wood furnace, the wood stove. So it's, like, trying to heat this little cabin. Not very well. It's freezing. Let's be honest. And uh, so I'm, like, laying there. And I'm just, like, Jesus, please help me to sleep. Ugh. And I laid there for, like, six hours, like, no joke. But it's, like, kind of not a new thing if I'm not in my own bed, right? And so I was, like, well, this sucks, but I'm, like, pretty used to it. And I, like, roll over <laughs> in my, like, mummy bag. So, you know, it just looks like a worm. You're just, like, uh. You just look sad in a mummy bag, let's be honest. It's, like, only your nose is sticking out. If it's cold, they're, like, all your nose hairs are, like, frozen together. And I hate everything. My mummy bag's too short for me, too, so that doesn't help. Uh, my feet look like they're, like, poking out of the bottom. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, and if you don't know what a mummy bag is, this probably sounds weird, but just, like, zips up all the way around your face. And uh, so I'm, like, laying there, and I, when I roll over, I see that, like, the light in the cabin is, like, going dim. And I'm, like, crap. I was, like, the wood is all burning, so I have to, like, put more in it. And I'm the only one awake, and so I'm the only one that's going to notice if it gets cold, so I should probably go do it. 
And so I, like, get up, and uh, and Cade, like, had come, that's Aaron's dog, had come in and was, like, sleeping right by my feet. And I was, like, I knew he was there, right? But you know how dogs have, like, liquid jello skin? It's like a ferret. Like, if you touch it, it moves everywhere. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like if people had, <laughs> sorry, that's weird, but, like, if people had that skin, I can't finish that. I can't even finish that. Um, but yeah, like you touch a dog and you like your hand doesn't move. It's just like their skin moves. You're like, I'm petting you. <laughs> well, Kate has that like, but like times 10. He's like a very gelatinous dog. <laughs> like he's fit. Don't get me wrong, but his skin is like jello. And so I like stand up and I'm like, I can't see anything. It's like dark. I'm so tired and I'm already a little upset because I like, can't sleep. And then I step on Kate and his liquid skin like, she, like, moves my foot sideways, and so I lose my balance, and I, like, go to catch myself. Guess what on? The wood stove. <laughs> and so I, like, seared a line in my hand. I was in like this. I just see this. So I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I look, and there's literally a line from, like, the top to the bottom. There's, like, an indent. And I was like, oh, crap. Like, what have I done? But I'm still, like, I'm just kind of a little bit panicked because I don't know if we have, like, a first aid kit. Turns out we didn't. It was awesome. But I'm like, well, I guess I still need to put wood in this stove. So I like, put wood in the stove. And then I'm like scrambling around our stuff to like find a first aid kit. And Natalie wakes up and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I burned my hand by wood stove. Do we have a first aid kit? And he's like, no, you should just go stick it in the snow. And I was like, yeah, thanks a lot, Natalie. <laughs> and so I like go and stick it in the snow and it, it helps for like 30 seconds, right? Brisa also wakes up somewhere in the middle of that, and she's like, how did you possibly burn your hand in the middle of the night? I was like, shut up, Brisa! <laughs> None of your business! <laughs> Felt really stupid and a little bit pissed. Um, yeah, and so then I'm like, I just come back in after, like, putting my hand in the snow, immediately just, like, melted and started burning again. I, like, would have had to stay out there all night with just, like, it sitting there, and it was way too cold. It was, like, negative 20. And so I, like, come back in. I'm laying in my mummy bag. I, like, zip myself back up, and I'm just, like, pouting in my bag. And oh my gosh, I start through like, through everything. I'm like, Jesus, please just heal my hand. Like, I just, I need you to come through for me. <laughs> like, please heal my hand and please help me fall asleep. And like, it didn't immediately happen. And so to be honest, this is not like a glorifying story. I just want you to know that in advance. It's a little bit like, it's a little bit pouty. And so I just, yeah, I like keep going. I'm like, Jesus, like, if you love me, would you please just heal my hand? Because like, I can't sleep and I'm really tired. And, like, gave him a whole list of things. And it didn't happen. And then I started, like, getting from pouty to be a little bit like, <sighs> like, do you do you love me? Just wondering. I said bold, but it was 5 in the morning, and I was very tired, okay? Um, yeah, and I was like, do you, do you love me? And then I, I, like, thought back, and I was like, I prayed for a lot of people, and I saw them get healed. Like, do you, do you love me enough to do this? And, man, there was just, like, some stuff in my heart that I feel like the Lord was, like, beginning to point out. And it, like, kind of came out. You know, like, when you're squeezed, whatever's in you will come out? I got squeezed like a lemon, dude. I was like lemon juice right there. Someone was making lemonade with me. And it wasn't fun. And it burned <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, and and the Lord began to... I don't know, just, like, show me things, and I thought, I was like, man, this really sucks, and my hand hurts. Then I began to think, I was like, what, what if this was, like, all over my body? I was like, that would hurt exponentially bad. I was like, I don't even want to think about this, because I'm, like, scared about this thing. And uh, then 
I don't know, my heart just began to change, and I was like, I wonder if there's, like, I wonder if there's, like, people in the hospital right now who are, like, dealing with, like, a burn issue. And I was like, th- there's a billion people in the world, right? I'm sure that, like, accidents happen every day, and there must be somewhere, somewhere around the world that's, like, trying to heal from a burn. And so I actually just began to pray, and I was like, Jesus, I don't know if there is anyone, but if there is someone who's, like, dealing with a, a burn issue that's, like, all over their body or more than this, like, little thing that I'm crying about right now, I was like, would you heal them? I was like, would you be, like, a salve to their wounds? And would you, um, yeah, would your, would your words just be, like, a, like a healing ointment on them almost? And uh, as I began to pray, I just really felt, like, my heart change. I felt the Holy Spirit just, like, reconfirm some things in my life, like, like, I just want you to know, like, you need me. And it wasn't like a, you need me, so buck up, buttercup. It was like, like, you need me, and I'm here. But I think the reason that was able, the Lord was able to, like, maybe heal some things in my heart or, like, shift perspective is because I was, like, willing to have conversation with him, even angrily, you know what I mean? I was like, do you love me, Jesus? He's like, I died for you, son. <laughs> he didn't say that, but that's just reiterating what I said earlier. Anyway, um, again, yeah, he didn't say that. He was much more gentle than that. Um, but I really felt in that moment, like, he was bringing me into, like, a deeper re- revelation of who he was. And almost, like, changing my heart from focusing on, like, Jesus, do you love me? But, like, Jesus, you love us so much. Like, how can I pray for other people? And how can I be used in that? Yeah, I really believe that the, the reason the Lord is able to make my heart soft again is because I was willing to tell him, even angrily, that I was frustrated. Prayer aligns our hearts with God's heart. And I think sometimes we want a quick fix or a quick answer to life's questions. But we don't want to take the time to align our heart with the answer. But we won't recognize the answer that's given um, if we don't recognize the voice of the one that gave it. It's just the truth of the matter. Like, if, if Felila were to walk in and, like, shout my name from the back and there was, like, a crowd of people... I would be like, oh, Felila, right? Like, even if I couldn't see her, because we spend a lot of time together, and I know her voice. And I think the way that we get to know God's voice is because we spend a lot of time with him. And if we want the, uh, the God of all answers to begin to maybe answer some in our lives, we have to know what his voice sounds like. But it's actually so fun. It's actually not a burden. I would say it's a discipline, but it's not a burden. Like I was saying before, Jesus enjoyed being with his father. He's actually the best. I think he probably asked some questions like, why are the disciples doing this? I'm very confused. <laughs> like, why are they acting like they're five? Or like, I don't know. Um, he enjoyed being with his father. And I think when we begin to have conversations with the Lord, like real conversations with the Lord, not just slot machine conversations, we begin to, like, see more of who he is and begin to enjoy him for who he is. And not just, like, an answer machine. But, like, our actual father who cares. Hmm. So I want to pray for us. And I'm going to ask if you guys would bow your heads and, and close your eyes. And Zane, you can come back up and the worship team can come back up.
like I said earlier, maybe there's some of you in here that, that don't know the Lord at all. But you would like to get to know what a relationship with, with Jesus would be like. If that's you, would you raise your hand and would you look at me? Yeah, it's okay. I don't see anyone. So I'm going to ask I'm gonna ask you guys a couple of questions. If you'd say that, Olivia, I want to learn how to pray as a conversation and not as a wish list. I want to I get to know who God really is and not just as an answering machine. If you would say, that's me, and I, I want to start that, would you raise your hand? Yeah, totally. Yeah, thanks, guys. I want to get to know who he is. And we're going to pray for you in just a second here. My second question, though, would be, if you say, Olivia, I want to start praying expectantly. And I think I want God to realign my heart with his and realign my will with his because it's been drifting. And I've been looking at looking for things that, that aren't God's will. If you say, that's me, would you raise your hand? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm with you. The last question is, if you say, Olivia, I want to go deeper with Jesus. Like, I want to scuba dive to the bottom of that ocean. I want more of him, and I want everything that's in the way of knowing him better to just fall to the wayside, to just fall away. And I want to begin that co- that conversation tonight. If that's you, would you raise your hand? You say, I want to go deeper. Because my hand's up with you. Like, I need him every day. I need him more every day, which is a weird paradox. And so I'm going to pray for those things. And after I pray for you, we're going to have a team in the back. And if any of those things just struck your heart and you say, like, I I just want to receive prayer for this, like, we would love to pray for you. Just to say, Jesus, would you teach us how to pray as a conversation with you to get to know your heart? Not as a wish list, not as a cosmic slot machine. Not as someone we only go to when times are hard or when we need something. And I pray that we would go during those times too, Lord, but I pray that that we would go to you every morning to get to know who you are. That we would be a people like on our knees, like searching for you, Jesus. Because we don't want to go one more step without you. We need you, Lord. And Lord, I repent of the times that I've treated you that way, like an answer machine, without getting to know the one who gives the answers. Lord, I pray that we'd begin to to pray expectantly, and as you realign our hearts towards your heart and our will towards your will, Lord, we begin to, to pray for people, Lord, to begin to pray for your will in our lives. I pray that you would answer prayer. We'd begin to see prayers answered again and again and again. I pray for every person in this room that they have family members that need to know you. Maybe that they've been praying for, that have been on their hearts, Jesus. I pray we begin to see answered prayer, Lord. And just like specifically, I feel like maybe some of us in here have have family members that are um, dealing with, with like pretty intense addiction. And we've been worried about them. Lord, I pray that you would begin to align our hearts with yours and that we would pray and that we would see chains broken in Jesus' name. And lastly, Lord, I just pray that 
we would begin conversations with you that take us deeper, deeper into who you are, deeper into the knowledge that you love us, whether or not we question it because we have a burned hand, Lord, we want more of you every day, and we ask that if anything is standing in the way of us knowing you better, would you would you show us? And then I ask that would we be obedient to that in Jesus' name? We would be obedient to whatever change you're asking us to make, so that we can know you better. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, God. Amen. We're gonna we're gonna worship, but I just ask that if there's a conversation that you feel like, man, there's a conversation I need to have with the Lord. Would you just take some time, even now, to just begin that conversation? The cool thing is it doesn't have to stop here and go with you back to your dorm, bring you back to your house, with you in your car. I pray in my car all the time. But if if you're like, Jesus, I need to have a conversation with you, I just ask that you would, yeah, just take this time to begin it and, add, and see what he would tell you. Cool. Well, we're going to worship for a little bit, and we're going to be in the back if you